0: You know, it's that time of the year when we're coming up on the holidays. And so business owners are thinking of two things. They're thinking of the holiday plans, but they're also starting to look toward next year and beginning to plan out their year. Because as entrepreneurs, we know that that's what you need to be doing, right? Well, typically, we tend to plan certain things and just about everyone does that. And those are things like your business goals for next year, your revenue forecasts, you know, how much money do you want to make, what your budget's going to be, and of course, your vacations and time off because that's very important. And then a lot of times we include things like, you know, what are what assets are we going to build next year? Things like, you know, are we going to launch a podcast? Are we going to, you know, launch a website or change our website? Are we going to have a new course for clients? Those kinds of things. And that's great. And that's absolutely what we should be doing. However, there's a few things that we typically forget to plan or don't even know that we should plan. And these are things that um, we tend to kind of do it as it comes. And what that does is it creates a lot of stress. And we're not maximizing those, the time that we're spending on them. So we're going to talk a little bit about those things. So listen in to see if there's anything you pick up that maybe you're not planning and what you should do to plan those and why you should do it. Now, Carmen, you want to talk first about, you know, this, conversion and lead generation event strategy. I know you've got this really great system for us set up on how we plan out our whole year. What does that look like?
1: Yeah. So I think that um, for us, the way that we, we have, you know, it took us a while to get to the system that we have. And I think that's true for everybody. If we were to give you our exact system, it might not work for you because everyone's different. You have to work with your own strengths. And we're big believers on working with your own strengths. But what our system does is, and what we teach our clients to do is to plan out your entire year's content ahead of time. Now, obviously things might change. You can't say for certain, uh, on some of those items that are coming up that they might happen exactly this way or whatever. But by planning it out the entire year, you are able to see the framework and identify potential uh, conflicts that maybe you wouldn't have when you're just paying attention to the thoughts that are going on in your mind. You know, uh, we think about a lot of things and we like to say like, if you dream, you always leave out the hard parts. So what it's the same comes true when we're planning, when we're just dreaming about what is our year going to be? What are the things I'm going to do? You're leaving out the hard parts, but when you put it down on paper or into some kind of planner like Trello or a spreadsheet or whatever works for you, you can identify things that you wouldn't have thought of just by going through the motions in your mind. And so basically, I mean, our strategy is getting it down on paper. That's the super high level view. I mean, and we don't do paper, we do a Trello board and we use a spreadsheet for two different things. So that really, that really helps us. Deidre, what do you think about our process works the best?
0: Yeah. So, you know, one of the underlying principles of of almost everything that we do is re- the reverse engineering idea right and and a lot you may be familiar with that from goal setting right you you choose what your goals are for the year and then we have to break that back down because it's not enough just to know where you want to be at the end of the year you've got to have all of those milestones plugged in along the way well When it comes to, you know, this entire um, idea of planning out your content, planning out conversion events, and when we talk about conversion or lead generation events, we're talking about things like workshops or challenges or speaking engagements, going on other people's podcasts, audience share to where you're getting more visibility. All of those things, like you, like Carmen said, you may not know exactly what it is, but then you might, like, let's say that you're in going to be in a summit, you know, that you were in a summit last year and you really liked it and you want to be in it again this year as a speaker. Well, that, of course, you know what month that's going to happen. So you can put that there on your calendar, you know, or your, your Trello board or whatever it is that you're using. And a calendar works really well for this too, by the way, you know, Google calendar. And then you're, the idea here is to be intentional. So if one of your, if part of your strategy, your overall business strategy in the marketing area is visibility, which everybody should have at least something set up for visibility. You've got to have something in there just, and that's for people to get to know you. Then if you don't know of a specific thing, then you just kind of put a marker like, okay, I want to be on two podcasts each month. So you, you know, you can mark those in. Again, you may not know the details of it, but you're planning, right? And when you look at it, so let's say that if you don't do a plan, like let's say that you're, you have a big workshop that you do twice a year. And so the month that that workshop happens, you also get an invitation to be at a summit and you get three other people to say, Hey, I want you to be on my podcast. Well, guess what? All of a sudden now you're jammed up. Because you got all this stuff happening and it's all happening in this time frame because you didn't know ahead of time, right? Because you can do all those things in one month that that's when they're all happening if you have a plan. And if you've planned ahead and know it's coming, you can have things done ahead of time. So that's really the value of doing this entire plan. And when we talk about, you know, a content plan for the year, it doesn't mean every single social media post you'll do all year. What it means is using that to to put out intentional content that's leading to the event. Because you want to have like this warm-up ramp-up period where you're getting people to register or you want people to know that something's happening or you're going to be speaking somewhere. So that's what we're talking about because that way you can kind of fill in those slots leading up to the event and you're doing the kind of content that calls that out and is relative to what it is that you're going to be talking about during that event.
1: That's right. And that is so key. And that's why laying it out allows you to see I'm going to be talking about lead generation in March. And then maybe I'm going to be talking about group building in June. So then you build that content before those events. Your content is going to relate to lead generation from maybe the middle of January on because you're ramping people up, getting them in the conversation, you know, maybe creating polls, maybe. If you know that you're going to be doing these, like if you're the one hosting them, then you obviously can set the date so you know when it's going to happen. If you're going to be attending or participating, you still might know the general theme of whatever is happening. So you want your content to start a conversation with your followers in your email, in your Facebook group, on your social pages. So that people are tuned into that conversation. And then when it comes time, it's like, oh yeah, we've been talking about this. This is great. I want to learn more. And that's how you lead them into that. And that's the beauty of planning it out. If you don't plan it out and you know that, okay, I'm going to do something in March and I'm going to do something in June, but you didn't get intentional or strategic about that. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh shoot, I've got to start talking about this thing because it's coming up, you know, and you didn't, that causes stress. I think something, what Deidre, what you said earlier, Deidre, you have to repeat it, but you said something about just knowing that it's all coming up and dealing with it when it happens basically causes stress and that's it. This planning piece, a lot of times people will say, I don't have time to plan, right? Because planning takes time, but guess what? When you have it mapped out, and again, it's not, Think You still build in uh, flexibility. It's not in concrete, but it gives you a framework to work with. And that is so much more, it alleviates so much potential stress that it's so well worth it. And it's something that when you do it up front, then you just, you, you make the plan and you, you plan, plan the work and you follow the plan. You know, it works out really well that way.
0: There's another benefit to it too, Carmen, you know, when something does come up at the last minute, like somebody sees you and they've got something going on and they want you to come speak, you, when they say, Hey, can you be in, you know, can you do this thing with me? You've got everything laid out. You don't have to go, um, yeah, I think, you know, you, you don't know because you don't know what you've got, or you just go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then you get back to your schedule and your plan and going, oh my gosh, I've got like 10 things, 10 big things happening right now. How am I going to do this? So then you just work harder and stress yourself out. So this way you can just kind of get an overview. And so you, then you're confident about going, yeah, I, you know, I definitely can fit that in or, you know, no, that absolutely is not going to work for me. Yeah. Now, so, as you know, a second thing people forget to plan is the social media platform that they're going to build out and focus on. So, when working with clients and talking to a whole lot of women in business, you know, we find that people go, should I be on Instagram? Should I go on Pinterest? And so what do they do? They just go there, right? <laughs> they just, they, they the idea comes up and they're like, well, I'm just going to start over here and just kind of do this thing on Pinterest. I'm going to do this. But really, this requires planning. Because it doesn't help if you just kind of go there and start posting and then you run out of time and then you let it go and then you come back to it. Like it really takes consistency. So if you know ahead of time, like I'm going to focus on, you know, I've already built out this one social media platform. So now I'm going to focus on this. Now it doesn't mean it has to take a year, but it just means, you know, make a plan. Like, we like to work by the quarter, right? So we do the big annual plan and then we break this down into four quarters of the year. So then you can pick a quarter, say, okay, quarter two, you know, on quarter one, we got a lot happening. So quarter two, I'm gonna look at LinkedIn and I'm gonna, you know, really learn it and I'm gonna optimize it and and I'm gonna build that into my weekly schedule. And so when you are intentional about that, You don't have this nagging thing in the back of your mind for the first 90 days of the year going, you should be on LinkedIn. You should be on LinkedIn. You really need to get over there. So you know it's coming, right? You've already planned for it. So I think that's another thing that people don't really think about and plan that out. And sometimes the plan is just to discover if it's right for you, you know, doing your research, finding out is your ideal client there, and then doing some tests, you know, before you go full on full board on it is to test it out to see. Carmen, do you have any thoughts around that? I think
1: what you say is so right on because people don't think about that, right? They just think, okay, well, now I got to go hop on LinkedIn, but maybe you need to learn about LinkedIn. Like Deidre just mentioned, maybe you need to, I mean, there's no maybe about it. If you don't know anything about a new platform, first of all, ask yourself, why are you going there? You know? And so research is part of it. So when we talk about planning, I think the whole point of this episode is to, you know, shine a light on the fact that planning comes in three phases. There is the event, the beginning, you know, the preparation phase, the thing that you're going to do, and then the follow-up phase. And people forget about that. That applies to every single thing we do, or it should be. And so if you're just going on to the next social platform without doing any of the preparation of researching to find out, is this really the right platform for me? And why am I even going there? you don't have to be everywhere. So if it's, how do you gauge the ROI? You know, sometimes you have to jump in and, and do it, but you don't do it blindly. You need to plan for that. So I think, you know, everything you said is right on Deidre.
0: Yeah. And we're going to talk about that three phase process in just a second. I just want to mention a couple more things for you to think about on whether you're planning them or not. Another thing is your own education and skill enhancement. And this means the classes and the programs that you need, like you, um, the plan means figure out where do you need to learn? You know, wh- what skill do you need to focus on? Or do you just need to hire it out? You know, because we don't, we need to learn enough about everything to know what's going on and how it's supposed to work, but it does, you can't master every single skill. So you just, and you don't have time. So you really have to figure out, you know, what, where am I going to focus my time and educational energy on as the CEO of this company or as a leader in this company. And then, you know, where are you going to hire out? And, you know, we we talked a minute ago about doing the revenue forecast and the and the budget. The thing I think people forget too is they they roll out and say, you know, I'm going to make X dollars, you know, this year, I'm going to make all this money all these months. And that usually means it's a growth pattern, right? You know, go, I'm going to increase my revenue by 20% every month. And that's a, you know, it's, it's somewhat aggressive, but definitely doable, right? You can increase 20% every single month. But then by the time you get six months down the road, that's you know, more money means more work generally, right? So how are you going to get it done? And that's the piece I think people forget about, like, can you really do that all by yourself? You know, if you don't have any data, or can you do it with the team you already have? So it's another piece of planning to think about is make sure you're going to have the bandwidth. And if you're not going to have the bandwidth, then you've got to have a plan on what you're going to do about that. And who are you going to bring on to help you? That's such and a- then, and then, you know, one last quick point on it is on top of all that is who are you going to follow? What kind of support are you going to have? Everyone needs a mentor. We need education. We need mentorship. We need accountability. And you should always have something in place, whether it's hiring a coach um, to help you with certain pieces of your business and providing that along with it, or being in a mastermind or you being in a group of people who are going to help hold you accountable, let you bounce your ideas off and support you. Because you know, you've got big decisions to make all the time and you might question yourself. And so you have those people there to help you ensure you're making the right decisions and doing the right things.
1: I mean, you've got to be able to have someone to bounce things off of, right? Because when we're in it, we are too in it, we're too close to it to be able to see things objectively sometimes. So that is extremely important. And I think it's great that you bring that up, Deidre, as far as part of your planning. So how many people plan that? And, And intentionally, you know, who is it? Why am I picking this person to follow or join their program? You know, everything should be done with intention. And we like to say, you know, work to fill your gaps. So wherever you're you identify the gap that you're going to fill, and then you fill it. And you know that by planning it, maybe 2022 is your year for visibility. And so maybe that's the year you want a visibility coach. So that's what you plan for that year. It doesn't mean that you're not going to work on some of your other gaps. Maybe those come the following year, or maybe the first half is one thing and the second half is another. But the fact of the matter is, you really need to plan for it. And so when let's dive into a little bit, this topic of planning is a three-phase process. So you've got to factor time in for the following three activities. And this is speaking specifically to an event, but as I mentioned a minute earlier, it works for everything. So there's always the pre-phase, right? In an event, that's called the promotion phase. In uh, when you're planning out who you're going to follow and all that kind of stuff, that might be preparation where you're doing your research. So then there is the event itself and then there's the debrief and These are so important and we can, it's easy to see when you're going to have an event that you need marketing time, right? You're going to have a promotion period that everyone I think plans and they are aware of it. You have to factor in the appropriate time for promotion though. It's, you know, the larger the event, the more time. And then if you're hosting something like a summit, you've also got to factor in the time it takes to identify and pitch speakers. There could be a real big ramp up for something. And so you've got to make sure you factor that in. And then you've got the event itself, which requires planning. So it's going to run smoothly and make the impact you're hoping for, right? And that's like, we like to say hosting a party. An event is like hosting a party. And if you have hosted any parties, at your house or anywhere else, you know, all the planning that goes into them. Like, think about weddings, you know, that's a grand scale party, but same thing. A summit could be the, a grand scale like that. So, when you d- identify these events that you're going to do and you're going to host, and you're going to participate in, how big do you want to go? That's part of the planning process as well. And then the piece that people most often miss is the debrief. So, you know, they forget to do or they neglect to out of being just Plain tired to do a formal debrief, but doing it right after the event, your mind is fresh about what just happened. You need to know what went well and what do you want to do next time. Deidre, what do you have to say about these three areas?
0: You're right, Carmen. The debrief—that's the one that you know. A lot of times we have the good intention, even if we know to do it. You know, we go, we're going to do it, and then you know, you get through the event, and like you said, you're you're tired. Or the other thing that happens is now things have backed up, right? Because you just spent how much time on this event. And that was like a, a drop in. Like that's, you know, if you already have a very full schedule day to day, week to week, and you're adding in this event on top of it and you're not getting the help that you need, well, then that just means your stuff waits, right? Everything you didn't do, now you've got it's kind of like for those of you, I worked in public accounting for many years. And so every time I went on vacation, it was like a, I was happy to be going on vacation, but I also dreaded it at the same time because I knew that no one was doing my work for me while I was gone. You know, I would come back and just have stacks of stuff. So it's like, you know, I had to like work overtime to get ready to go on the vacation because the work had to get done. So it technically, I really never had a vacation because I was just working extra hours to make up for the time that I wasn't physically there. It can happen in your business too. So you've got to have that time afterwards built into your schedule and to know what is it that you're, you know, what do you want to debrief about it? Like you, you know, you can brainstorm some notes, you know, like what went well, what didn't go so well, and what do you want to change for the next time? So those are the three key three of the key things that you want to do in your debrief. But just the point is make sure that you're actually doing it and you've got that time built in. And again, that promo period, not only is it for marketing, it's about time. It's about planning the time and giving yourself the margins and the space you need to do all of this and to get it all done and not having to it's just on top of everything else that you have to do
1: that's a good point too is you know you want to build in some buffer time, and I mean we haven't even touched on that because you know how everything goes it you think you'll get it done in this amount of time or it'll go smoothly or whatever but There's always something that comes up. And real quick, I want to touch on another point. You know, when you mentioned the thing about if you have something scheduled for one month and then three other opportunities come and then you say yes, and then you're jammed up that one month. Another thing that we see people do is, you know, we like to teach relationship marketing and we've got some clients who are great at it and they want to bring people into their group or they want to feature them on something. And so they will just pull them in whenever the whim comes instead of looking at the year and their plan and saying, okay, this person is an expert in finance. That she would be great for me to bring in in July when I don't already have something going. So sometimes we get so caught up in our wanting to serve and reciprocate and, uh, you know, work with these great people in our world. And so we'll just like, yeah, let's come, come in and let's do this. But when you've got your plan laid out, you're able to see gaps in the plan. And I don't mean gaps of. Where you're missing something in your plan, but gaps where you might not have something planned at all. And then you can strategically fill those with these people that you want to maybe do reciprocity with. So that just was something that came up when, when you're talking as well.
0: Yeah. And that's really smart, Carmen. And the other thing, here's a, here's a tip. We learned this one this year. Um, cause we do quite a few events all year long. So we learned that part of that strategy now is we have guest speakers come in right after because we do a weekly live learning show inside of our Facebook group. It's free training for all of the members in our uh, group. And so now we schedule people to come in right after the event because we've just been through, you know, five or six days of of being on. And so that's a really great way to drop that in. And so you're You know, you're doing the collaboration thing and you're giving yourself a little bit of a break at the same time.
1: Yes. That's been a game changer.
0: All right. So the last um, thing we want to talk about in this planning is about leveraging the momentum. And this is part of that after event effect. And we talked about the debrief, but another important piece to think about and to plan for is to really capitalize on the momentum that you've gotten from the event. Because again, it goes back to that, we just, we finished, we're kind of tired, we got a million things to do. And so we don't really do that follow-up. And whether it's a big event or like Carmen mentioned, a networking, maybe it's just a networking event you went to, it's, you you need to treat the time after the event for follow-up as important as the event so when it becomes that important in your mind in fact sometimes i think it's actually more important right than the event itself cuz always think what was what was the purpose of the event like what did i want to achieve with that what was my goal and usually if it's a conversion event the goal is to get more clients and customers right that's the whole goal of it so the follow up piece, you know, not everybody's going to become a client or customer. You know, during the event, sometimes it can happen after, right after the event. So that time there is really important for you to do that follow up, and you know, you're connecting with all these new people who've been brought into your world, and it's, you know, you you've always heard, you've probably always heard, fortune is in the follow up, and it's really true, and also that strike while the iron is hot. So. It's not enough to do the follow-up Two weeks later, right? You've got to kind of start off on the right foot. And I know it is so much easier said than done. Trust me, I know because <laughs> I've gone to multiple networking events and with all the best intentions in the world, and even having time blocked, you know, after to do the thing. And then something comes up, right? Because that's life, that's how businesses things come up or something takes priority. But it's really important to utilize the tools that you have. And if you don't have the right tools, get the right tools i find that with our clients that's usually the problem it's it's not that they don't know it's not that they you know even the time thing you know they can manage the time but If it's not organized and you don't have a tool to put everything in to help you know what you're supposed to do, then that's kind of where we all fall down. So that's a really important piece to make sure that you've got that plan in place and that you know exactly what you're going to be doing for the follow-up because then it's so much easier to get it done. Carmen, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: I think it helps to think of the events as the catalyst for bringing more business into your business, right? That's the point of doing these events. Like we're yes, it can be fun and when we say an events like a party, it is, but it's it's got to have a purpose, right? We're not just going out there doing these things for nothing and we don't want to be out there throwing spaghetti at the wall. So when you're strategic about the events that you're going to either host or participate in, they obviously need to be, you know, something around your expertise, what is your business about or Working with people who are complimentary and kind of a collaboration. And so, when you're doing that, that means that the people that are prospects for you are going to be attending. And so, it's exactly what Deidre said. You don't want to wait two weeks when the people are jazzed up about it because the event's been so great and the, and the energy and the information you gave made such an impact. You want to strike while the iron's hot and you want to get right in there and they'll be like, Yes, I want to hop on a call. And, you know, once you get that first call, in, it's so much easier, right? It's, it feels a lot more awkward to let two weeks go by and be like, Oh, remember I met you two weeks ago at the event. than it does when you're hot off of it, And everyone's jazzed about it and you reach out and you're like, Hey, let's hop on a call. And they're like, Yeah, I'd love to do that. You know, the energy is there. It's like we're taking advantage of the energy. We're leveraging it. And we just want to make sure that you plan that into your process because it's not just a matter of going, well, I attend, you know, some people we've heard say, well, I attend these networking events, but nothing really comes of them. Well, the event itself is not going to do it. You know, the event is the platform for you to be able to go in and connect with these people. And that requires action
0: from you. That's right. And the other thing, too, from what you just said, Carmen, you know, people say, you know, I'm going to all these events. The other part is sometimes you just have to learn to say no. And again, it's helpful when you have the plan, like just because there's this monthly networking event or, you know, that you always go every week to this one group doesn't necessarily mean that you should, because it depends on your plan, right? And if you have, if the intention is to meet new people, to collaborate, get referrals, to get clients, if you haven't. If you've got a whole stack of them that you haven't followed up with yet, well, then there's really no reason to spend the time at the next one. So sometimes we like, you know, we like to do the event part, but then we have all this backlog of people we haven't followed up with. And, you know, again, I'm speaking from experience here because, you know, it happens, but that's the thing to be aware of. So then you always ask yourself, do I really need to go to another one or should I spend my time following up with the people that I know that I need to follow up with? Such a good point.
1: So we're hoping that this information helps you develop your plan for 2022. And we highly recommend that you lay out what is 2022 going to be for you? What events are you going to host? What events are you going to attend? What are the themes? You know, what are the topics? What is it that that you're going to focus on in 2022? I mean, identify all these things. Take time. It's, you know, it's we're coming up to the end of the year and all the whole new year resolution thing is going to happen but let's get strategic about it because really if you want to move forward in your business and make an impact and make a difference you've got to plan for that don't forget to plan in your prep time and then the time for the event and then the debrief time right so whatever that is for you and then make sure that when you're doing that you're you're building in buffer time because things might come up you you don't want to be so committed and booked up that you have zero free time. You've got to bu- you've got to build in some buffers. So, hopefully this has helped you. We want to we would love to hear from you, you know, drop us a comment, leave us a review. We'd love to find out what your thoughts are on your planning for
0: 2022. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Encore Entrepreneur. Can you do us a favor? It will help us if you would please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it with your friends.
1: Our goal with this podcast is to bring you the real talk about how to be successful without compromising your values. And we need your help to spread the word.